It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is so much easier from outside the cage. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza, who during the middle of the day on Saturday, selflessly watched the UFC on Fight Pass. How are you doing Morning. Evening, it was morning. <laughs> That's right. It was morning. Because I saw that it was on like uh, noon Eastern time. And it was just like, Jesus. Yes, I was up early you were uh, early i How are don't you doing? like being are, early i'm recovered? fine no, i was <laughs> fine it's just annoying and you know what the re- the weirdest part about it was uh we watched a movie on friday night mm-hmm. and i'm a night owl and i got some okay sleep this week but somewhere around the movie ending at about 10 i just shut down like, we were watching TV, and I was like, oh, this is a cool... Are we going to watch Goldberg? <laughs> and then realized, I was like, how the fuck did I fall asleep? Uh, I woke up at, like, 7 a.m., and I go, how the fuck did this happen on a Friday night where I just knocked out? Like, I know I'm getting Party! older. Party! Ah, I welcome. realized my body shut down because there was a UFC fight. Ah, you think it just knows. You were like, that's I think what it's it was. Just, yeah, I think it's become so just acclimated. Because every other Friday, I could stay up till whenever. But for this specific Friday, it's not I'll like I stay up till three doing beer bongs, playing flip cup. Like, I'm the man every other Friday. I'm not sure you understand what I'm saying, Kevin. That's exactly what, what I'm saying. saying to you is my whole body recognizes responsibility unlike Kevin's, <laughs> which just my goes, body fights it what? Yeah. i don't need to do anything i do what i want <laughs> i'm a free spirit mm-hmm. yeah so my liver kicks welcome. the opposite direction thank you rap yeah. you're uh j- just a hero man i am i was busy doing a lot of training tell us what we missed about these fights it was on fight pass how was that was it easy to log on and get to him it's very simple kevin it's very it's not hard to do i oh, will say one the thing. reason you hear condescension in ref's voice is because i have yet to purchase fight pass and we're a little bit of a romeo and juliet situation over this fight pass we're not romeo and juliet over this <laughs> i'm and about to fake my own death rap just to get out of this discussion wrong because we have a friend who's don't let the them tear us week. apart and you're not even going to see it. And then you're going to lie to Bubba and tell him that you saw his fight when you clearly did not. I will find a way. I t- yeah. I mean, I get now you're guilting me in a good way. Um, but I did it's not the purchase them Saturday. Either way, that's just why the condescension exists. And we will have resolution. You justified condescension. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, uh, sneak in there. Raph, tell us about the card. Because I didn't see it. I know. And I've... Don't worry. I've got you. Thank you. So, okay. Uh, I will say this. We're like Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate What's-Her-Name in that scene at the Titanic. Don't Except you're holding up my hips as I'm flying through these. Was there ever any doubt who would be playing who? (laughs) We should get that promo picture, by the way. (laughs) It's a crime we haven't up until this point. Because who's more likely to say to the other, never let me go? Oh, yeah. 
I'm going to be on a like raft of wood while you, <laughs> ironically, raft. And the sad part is I'm going to be blowing a whistle <laughs> that I could completely blow more into to get someone's attention. <laughs> and maybe moved over a little bit more so that Can you could also Can I just say I would share with you? Cord. Yeah, I'm not just going to let you go. Like, I'm going to move over. She was so selfish. selfish. Let's be very real. <laughs> And if you manage to make it to what that a fucking point princess, the movie, right? Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert, by the way. You're like, oh man, there was a lot of really dumb love shit, and then shit fell down, and then this yacht won't even move over. For I'm DiCaprio. just saying, she was fine when they hadn't had sex. She was all about being on his side, but then suddenly they knock boots. She's like, oop, no room on this raft. And then she's like, I'm going to honor your memory by just thinking about you every day because you're fucking dead because I didn't move over. So what would it look like if they met in the octagon this fall on ABC? It's Resurrection meets the Ultimate Fighter. You've been waiting to find a way to try and sneak in a Resurrection joke. Absolutely. And don't think I haven't been completely <laughs> ready to shut it down. Did so I I'm die? transition back over to the fights that were the original okay. part. That's of a great call. That's a great call. Thank you're, you. You you sleep with responsibility. That's I the do. point you were making earlier. That's what I do. Uh, I will say this. Okay, so you were talking about the relative ease of using Fight Pass. Yeah. And I'll tell you this much. I actually looked at the WWE Network, which is the biggest rival to the UFC Fight Pass. Yeah, they did the and same thing. Yeah. It's night and day. Uh, it's embarrassing. Oh, really? Because. <laughs> To be very uh, frank, on the UFC, you can't even access it on a PlayStation yet. That option doesn't come up. But the WWE Network, you can do, and it's super easy. Then, when I hook up my computer to my TV, because I just like watching fights on TV, everything's going okay. And I watched all the preliminary fights, and there's five of them. And that had changed because there were supposed to be more of them. But unfortunately, Davy Grant got injured to the point after the weigh-ins that the fight between him and Ronald Delorme actually yeah. ended up getting uh, scratched off. Because Davy Grant had a torn meniscus and didn't really disclose it. act upon it. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think he was more surprised about it. Oh, oh, I had read it like he knew and he just kind of got caught. That's interesting. Okay, it was a I don't shock know. to Maybe him. He did. Uh, so either way, the the fight card was a little different uh, just in terms of how they order it. So my biggest problem that they have is you watch the main uh, prelim that section that they have, right? Yeah. And you're watching it on Fight Pass. There's no other way to watch it than watching it on Fight Pass. And when it reached the end of the prelims, it does this thing where it uh, – when fights cut off on prelims, they have that weird gaunt – Don, 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 and it's just their filler music. And it's a like picture their of Oscar playoff. Plays. Yeah. Yeah. And you're waiting for the fights to happen. But I waited 10 minutes and didn't realize you have to go and click out of that and then click into another window for the main card, even though they're both on Fight Pass. What? And I get the logic is if you're watching Time Shifted – you may not jump over live to the main fights. But there is a button that says live on there. So all they have to do is just say, 
one fight card. If you'd like to go live, press the live button. But instead, you have to sign out and then sign into another thing to watch the main card. When everything's on Fight Pass, it's just insane. I was going to say, I'm like, I'm having trouble following this. If you ordered it, you would understand. But in relative simple to explain Kevin terms, Thank you. it was they broke it into two different parts when it was just one giant fight card oh. that they could have just put on one simple section of the website. <laughs> anyway, other than that, actually not a bad set of fights. Okay. Uh, I liked it. Um, we'll talk about the, the biggest one being Alexander Gustafsson versus Jin Manuel and Gus Gus looked good. I This is his first post big John Jones fight. I was curious how he looked. He was really like solid in the first round. It looked like somebody dared him to try and land a submission. So he got side control and was looking at the straight arm lock and looked like he could have finished it. it. It looked like he had the opportunity. If he really wanted to commit to it, he probably could have got it, but then he got bored. <laughs> Who doesn't been there. And then he gets up and he just goes, all right, let's try and punch. And then the second round, with a series of knee and punches, takes out uh, Jimmy, and it was it was a good thing. I think the most memorable part of that fight was seeing him take the mic like he was a rapper <laughs> at the end Gustafson? and basically call out John Jones. Yes. Oh, good, good. Now, this is going to lead us to a conversation that I actually think is more worthy than the actual rest of the card. I can tell you some very short highlights, but did you see John Jones's response to Gustafson? I did not. Okay. I love it when you have these pieces of information. These insights? Oh, like this, is, this is good, Kev. And I'm not building this up to be good, and it's not. It's good. So, Gustafsson calls out John Jones saying he wants an immediate rematch. Like, he's like, I think I've earned it now. No shit. Now, I tried explaining this to somebody who had no idea of what it was. And I was like, imagine taking a champ to the limit and pretty much beating them. And instead of getting your immediate rematch, the champ goes, nah, I want to fight some other people. Okay, yeah. I kind of fine. But on this instance, the person beats somebody pretty handily, and the champ says, nah. <laughs> How about he fights Donald Cormier, and whoever wins that fight can fight the winner of me. Ooh. John yeah. Jones is a genius. He's trying to to parlay this a little bit uh, so that we can extend this forever. But if you really think about it, and the fact that Alexander Gustafsson didn't get an immediate rematch and killed the person who they were giving him to fill in the time, that's pretty bullshit. Couldn't agree more. So my thing here is John Jones went from a guy who I could kind of go with his logic, and it's I'm, not like I was a fan I'm, of You him. remember – how much I defended that I thought no fucking way Teixeira was going to get that matchup. I was sure Gustafsson would get the rematch because I thought he earned it. Like, I was sure. And I, again, I gave him the benefit of the doubt the first time where I said, okay, yeah, he wants to be that champ who beats everybody. Noble goal. <laughs> yeah. This time, does it not look a little suspect, a little bit more like he doesn't want to give Gustafsson That's that immediate chance because he thinks maybe Donald Cormier might have a better chance of softening him up. To me, I think it's win-win, especially from we know he's a guy that likes to prepare. 
he doesn't really know how to prepare for Cormier yet, and he doesn't really know necessarily. He didn't get to see what Gustafsson did to him. So from his perspective, I bet it's just wildly win-win. It's like I can, first of all, I can flame off one of these real legit challengers nice and easily, and second of all, I can watch him fight a little bit and maybe wear him down, which is an interesting. I agree. I think it's a total avoidance move because the most amount of money for him would be to fight them all. Mm-hmm. And he'll have to, but that's fucking interesting. Nicely done, though. I'm impressed by John Jones. It's an interesting chess move play. I was not a fan of it. And I think that in a certain way, it's what people who don't like John Jones can rally behind. It's just, it's so oddly weird to hear him get off of that caliber of saying, yeah, I don't know. He's got to prove himself to me. Oh, he proved himself? <laughs> He's got to do it again. Yeah, uh, I guess a and... much tougher opponent. Well, to be fair, though, neither Gustafsson's most recent opponent or Daniel Cormier's, neither of them are much to merit. Like I agree in the sense that they had some pretty easy fights, <laughs> but he does have to fight Teixeira first still, right? Over... Sure, he does. And no oh, okay. one wants to distribute the fact that he needs to concentrate on that fight more than anything else but don't you think it's a little odd when somebody questionably beats you it's a not and that your argument is that he needs to prove himself more like that doesn't make sense i agree i think it doesn't make sense at all i think gustafson is the natural number two choice all right if anything let Teixeira and cormier fight (laughs) like gustafson and jones fight again like what a dick move. Hey, uh, sorry, Glover. You were supposed to fight John Jones this week. But, but then we sobered up and realized making that promise to you was stupid. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, I do have one other question, though, about yes. Luke Barnett um, mm-hmm. fighting his evil-looking twin, Matt's Will Nielsen. God. <laughs> do these uh, two look alike, or am I completely losing it? Cause... I think they're just... Boring. Brothers? I can't tell. And how do you live your entire life with the name Matt? Matt's. Fair. I don't know, but... Hey, Matt's, you want to hit the gym? <laughs> Dojo? <laughs> let's, let's go. He's like, don't say it. Don't you say it again. We can always roll on the safety blue soft blue. floors. Uh, okay, sorry, buddy. Uh, okay, if you if you look one above that on uh, the Wikipedia page, you'll find that there was a submission attributed as a ninja choke. Alir Latifi? Mm-hmm. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> I've never seen a ninja choke. I don't know what that is necessarily. Well, That's you awesome. never will. You'll never see it coming. <laughs> I'm so fucked. Uh, other thing to talk about, Michael Johnson was trying to finish Melvin Goulard, who was basically running away the entire fight. I read about this, that Michael Dang Johnson, that happy. people started booing Melvin Gilliard because he just was disengaging. Yeah, it was it was a little awkward to see. Uh, Pickett and Syria was a pretty okay fight. Gunnar Nelson getting a great submission victory. Mm. Um, and Louis Godot. Or gutta nut? I don't even know how to pronounce it. I'm not even going to mess around with it. Were we waiting on him by any chance? Stop it. <laughs> he finished yeah, and executed on. a great rolling guillotine, which is always fun to watch for me. Yeah, I love a good guillotine. I actually saw pictures of that, too. 
a rolling guillotine is almost like an amusement ride at that point. <laughs> for you one of stare, you. <laughs> and you just go, well, yeah, for one of you, obviously. That for but Phil Harris. Executing it. And, you know, if it's me and you doing it, there's definitely a lot less finesse to it. So Me to true. see it be done in such a nice way was just like, oh, damn, that looked awesome. So I would I would highly encourage you to go watch that. Those are the big takeaways. Also, this fight of the night and performance of the night thing, still questionable. Not working? Uh, fight of the night went to Alexander Gustafsson and Jimmy Manuel. Shocking. Though it shouldn't have. Yeah. We keep uh, – you and I said that. It's such a horse shit new ranking system to just give the top performers more money. It's basically America in a tiny give-out system. It's so weird. Well, it's also a potential, hey, Gus Gus, we're really sorry we put you on this fight pass card, even though you used to be a headliner. Does 50 Gs make you feel better about it? Ta-da! And then, what does a performance of the night go to? Uh, the, whoever they had instead of Joe Rogan. The performance of Alexander Gustafsson and Gunnar Nelson. Oh, really? Yeah. They gave it so to the two, two people? Of them up. Yeah. Okay. And they do they do try and give it to two people. That's Jaina's justification that more people can get it. But these are all above the card fighters. And the best fight was actually uh, Brad Pickett and Siri had a great set of fights. Uh, it was a great fight them, themselves. It's just disappointing that you're giving now Gus Gus 100000 when I could maybe justify 50 of it. No shit. He's getting a lot of it. <laughs> we should also talk about the fact of this, Kevin. Uh, Hefty was... bonus time for the uh, Gustafis. Oh, yeah. Gus Gus made away like a bandit. But we should talk about the fact that when I was first listening to the commentary team, which was Dan Hardy and I think a Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, it sounded like I was watching soccer and I got really confused. Good. Then they nailed it. Whatever they were going for, they obviously achieved it. I'm surprised. I assumed it would have been the normal UFC crew. I guess I'm way off base. But you weren't wrong when you texted that we could wipe the floor with them, I assume. (laughs) I wasn't wrong. I'm pretty sure. You probably weren't wrong. No. When I heard them, and Dan Hardy, bless his heart, was definitely... Throwing in some, you know, when I was a fighter comments. And it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. No, I like Dan Hardy. I mean, I don't know about it. I can't speak to his ability to balance those two skills. They're very different, but I am. And the hard part for me is as I'm watching it, you know, Joe Rogan is definitely gold standard on all of this. And he's crazy in himself, but it's a kind of crazy that you've become accustomed to. And when it's gone, you don't realize, Oh wait, what are these foreigners doing here? It's weird. (laughs) Ah. Go back to what we know. Mispronounced dates and (laughs) very weird (laughs) tangents. (laughs) Raph, we have a jam packed show. Thank you for reviewing UFC. That one on fight pass. Fight Night London. Are you ready to get to some guests? Let's do it. Let's move. Verbal Tap fans, we have fighting on the Metamorris 3 card, so you already know Raph and I are stoked about the guests here today. We have Samir Shantra 
just all around jujitsu badass, Samir. I was looking at your very long list of accomplishments. Um, you've won Pan Ams a couple of times at the No Gi. You've been competing for a while. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing good, thank you. Training, training hard, so it sounds good. And you train with some very top-notch guys. Um, talk to us a little bit about your gym, just because I know um, whenever the rest of the jiu-jitsu world sees you guys sort of preparing for these tournaments, it's always really curious to hear, like, what's the mentality like at your gym and, and who are you training with and, and what's that environment like right now? Right, so, uh, yeah, our gym is, uh, we have all kind of people there, you know, uh, whoever's looking for fitness, for uh, lifestyle, for competition. So uh, students, we have it, like, all kind of students, but a lot of them uh, we have like a like a time during the day that we only do like competition classes, where a lot of the a lot of our competition guys, uh, our competitors, go to, and uh, get the chance to be rolling with us the whole time. We have like tons of black belts all the times on the mats, and uh, just to make it feel like all the times every day, we got Kyotera, uh, me Kyotera. Uh, Osvaldo Augusto, Tichinho, uh Vitor Pascual, Milton Bastos, uh, Flavio Meyer. So that's like all the time, every day, you know. In the for for our tournaments, for the big tournaments, always come around uh, Leandro Lowe, Luisa Monteiro, Vicente Junior. Uh, a lot of a lot of very very good black belts. Last year we had a uh, uh, soul fighter with us. So we had uh, Tanquinho, Formiga. Uh, this year we had uh, uh, Kid Dale, Clark Gracie, uh, Tanner Rice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, we saw some of the uh, hilarious Kit Dale photos that have already surfaced. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why Larry's man. That 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 move was legit. <laughs> oh, it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've finished people using that move. <laughs> yeah, high probability. Reverse can open or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, uh, that guy's funny, though. That is funny. Yeah, it's what works. Well, I, I like seeing that about the jiu-jitsu camps. You guys still seem to be able to keep it playful, even though you're you're training for these 20-minute grueling matches. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because uh, you have to... You have to, to you know, to have fun. Uh, I love what I do, so I have fun while I'm doing it. But sometimes you're doing it for something, you know, like uh, I try to keep it playful all the time. It, that's what I love to do. You know, I love uh, I love competing. I love training. So I, I left everything. You know, I left uh, my family, friends, uh, my country to to focus 100% on, uh, on my jiu-jitsu. So. Uh, that's what I love to do. But sometimes when you're doing, uh, when you do it like as a job and you are focusing a lot and you're training a lot, like twice a day, I train two times a day, I teach and I work out. So it's pretty much the whole day doing jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. So you have to do something to uh, to relax and and refresh your mind. So I think keeping, I, I think keeping playful at the gym it, uh, it's even better because you can do something to relax outside of the gym and if you keep like 
your mind pretty uh pretty easy you know in the gym so you're gaining you're gaining twice as more you know Sure. Absolutely. So, now, when we're talking about keeping it playful, you know, give us a little bit of the behind the scenes because that picture went viral. So, who comes up with the plan to do that? And then, God, how much him. convincing that does it him. take to get everybody to go, yeah, I'm in on this. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was him. That was him. Uh, he's, all, he's funny. He's a funny guy who's also making jokes and stuff. And uh, we have Leandro here too. Leandro's he's so funny you know so he's always we are uh, we are very like uh, a lot of young guys you know like uh, messing around we play around with each other we are all friends you know that that's what makes that's what makes you sometimes sometimes I'm like oh I'm so beat up today's my rest day but I want to <laughs> go there just to have fun just to talk just to just to just to hang out you know sometimes yeah. I go to the gym just to hang out because my, and my wife is like isn't today your uh, your day off? And I go, yeah, day off of training, but not day off in the gym. <laughs> of the gym, you know. <laughs> so we go there. So we go there and keep uh, and play around and uh, stay with the guys. It's always nice. And then we go like uh, sometimes our day off. Nobody's gonna train, but we we still gonna get together. We still gonna do something. You know, we're still gonna uh, you know. I, I like I like doing out outside stuff. You know, skateboarding, surfing. Uh, sometimes uh, I go with them. Uh, we go, we go do stuff. We go get dinner. We go uh, K1 cart. We do, uh, I don't know, bowling. You know, go to the theaters, go to the movies. All of us. You know, it's always fun to, to get together. You know? And I have to ask this because you guys are such high level competitors. How competitive are those outside activities for you guys? It's it, it's pretty intense. I'm I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's it's pretty tough. But yeah, like uh like I said, we are all friends, we are all uh we're go always going with each other but uh nobody likes to lose. You know? no. <laughs> we are all we are all competitors. We are all competitors and we don't wanna lose. But uh it's definitely uh, our friendship comes uh, comes uh, in front of everything. That's that's one thing that I really uh really like about uh about my guys here, you know. We all uh we are all very good friends and uh with people that comes to uh, Tanner, Tanner Rice, uh, he just joined us. He's mm. a ridiculous good competitor. He's very good, very talented, uh, very talented kid. So, uh, and he just got here, and uh, it's like he's already like a very good friend of us, you know. So we are very open with everybody that comes here, even for just to do, to attend the camp. Uh, some people come here to attend the camp and they're like, man, I want to move here. You guys are so, <laughs> you know, are so open, so easy going, this and that, you know. Uh, it's just, it's just like we feel that jujitsu is, jitsu is something like uh, that's something that I learned from Kyle. Yeah, you know? like jujitsu is, it's not like it's not only about jujitsu. Jujitsu, uh, it's a message, you know. It's a message. You gotta, you gotta spread out. You know, you gotta, we gotta pass that. You gotta pass this, uh, this message. That jujitsu is not only the martial art. Jujitsu is something way more, way more. And uh, being that uh, that that lifestyle, that uh, that uh, you know, what you gain with jujitsu, you, you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta pass this you gotta pass this around. You gotta pass this uh, to the others. You know. 
And I think that's why we all get into it. I know it's why Kevin's got into it, why I get into it. Uh, I just, I've never thought about the concept of if I'm playing paintball with somebody, is somebody going to try and choke me while <laughs> sneaking up and attacking on me? <laughs> so I guess that's, that's kind of the reason why when I ask that, I'm just kind of like, you guys play a very different game and I can only imagine how crazy that must get. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you guys also go bowling together, and if you bowl like my friends and I, that could turn into a, a pretty serious <laughs> problem on the on the sl- especially in those shoes. Takedowns would be mm-hmm. very hard. I think that would give you, Samir, a huge advantage. You're quicker, you're lighter. That's a good thing. Um, you are fighting, and this is – we definitely wanted to just ask you about the, the differences about Meta Morris and preparing for the 20-minute match. Uh, but my first question is, so Raph and I, one of our favorite things Metamorris does is those preview videos of the fighters because we get to see how you train. We get to intro- we get introduced to you. How much fun and how long do those preview videos take for Metamorris? Um, it, uh, took, it took us two days to, to record everything. Right? Very cool. Is that pretty fun yeah. for you, or is that hard having the camera right there? <laughs> no, no, no. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty easy. I, I don't do. I don't do anything like. Of course, if uh, uh, the guy who came here, he was asking like, "Oh, can you do this? Can you do that?" And I always, uh, I would always do, you know. But like, in terms of training, I would train the same way. I'll train the same way, like, uh, and my partners too, you know. And uh, uh, we are all like very humble and. Uh, everything so we don't really mind like oh uh, he caught me in, in that position oh, oh absolutely oh, yeah did the camera film this did the camera film that yeah. I don't really mind you know I don't mind like uh, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think that's gonna change anything for my fight you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my opponent's gonna be studying uh, my my clip I'm usually just good, trying you know? to take notes during the entire thing it's like yeah. wait 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 go back uh, what was he doing with that grip uh, why do you have that yeah. grip out there? Um, yeah, so no, I don't no, ever... No. I could watch the rolling part for days. <laughs> so talk to us about the fight. How are you training for the 20-minute match? What are you looking from? From um, You're fighting Gui Mendez? Mm-hmm. Yeah, What's the approach? To be honest, I'm not, I, I didn't change much about my training. I train a lot. I've been training a lot. The, uh, the, only, thing I, the only thing I've been doing more... I uh, for a while I wasn't doing any phys- any conditioning training. Uh, I used to do conditioning back in the days, but uh, uh, I feel like I was gaining I, got, I was gaining a lot of weight, and uh, uh, I had to stop because of an, because of an injury too that I had uh, back in the days. So then I, w- I was never I was I would never get into it get back into it again. So I was like. Uh, I don't want to do this to get better in jiu-jitsu. We just got to train jiu-jitsu. That's the, that's the whole that's the whole thing, you know. And and to be honest, that's still my uh, my mentality. But you got you can't uh, you can't turn away from something that's in front of you. Everybody's doing it. Everybody uh, is doing a lot of conditioning. And uh, when uh, when two high level guys meet, anything will make a difference. You know, anything yeah. can anything can make a difference. Anything can. Uh, just one little thing, one percent more, will make a difference. So I think I got a, uh, and I'm facing a very high level guy. I'm facing a guy who is uh, an icon for, uh, in our sport. In a lot of uh, a lot of ways, the guy won three times the world championship. He won 
in every single bell. You know, he's a very tough opponent. So I got I got to do everything I can to to get advantage. You know, I got to do everything I can to grow in every single uh, in everything in every single way, and uh, and that that's giving me a lot of confidence to be honest because I've been training a lot and I've been uh, I've been very well prepared. I'm very well prepared. I'm training with 20, 30 black belts on the mat. I'm training a lot. I'm training with a lot of them. I'm training uh, two times a day, very hard, and plus doing my physical training. And uh, my body is uh, answering really well. My body's like uh, it's. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling better than than uh, in every than uh, every single other camp that I've done. Oh wow! Now I have to ask this. So, uh, you know, you it's not uncommon to hear in MMA that they'll have fighters come in and replicate their opponent's style. Do you have that going on in your training camp right now? Yes. Yes. Uh, even uh, Clark Gracie, he came here uh, because we both are fighting uh, the Mendes. I'm fighting D, and he's fighting Hafa. So we can uh, we can exchange uh, we can exchange thoughts and uh, strategies. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> You know, cool. because uh, the brothers they have a very similar game, uh, especially from the bottom. So, yeah, it was good to have him here. Uh, Kyle, having Kyle is is uh, it's amazing. That guy oh, is like yeah. a nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a nerd jujitsu. <laughs> he knows all. He knows everything. You know, and uh, he, uh, yeah, and he watches. If he watches one video, he know every single detail. He know. Mm-hmm. Every, everything every everything the guy did you know so he's he's like he uh we train a lot the, the specific training we do a lot of specific training but uh the main thing that we are doing we are training a lot to make sure i'll be prepared to push the pace for 20 minutes that's and the I, whole point and i think that that leads into my next question uh have you also been training for the possibility his brother may try to tag team and interfere in the match uh yeah, I was talking to Clark about it. He said he's jumping. Oh just... yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tag team with Clark and Samir versus the Mendez brothers. I mean, I think you've already sold time. another million uh, <laughs> pay per view buys. But oh no, yeah. shit. But here's my question: you you do have Clark as as an ally here. But would he be the tag team partner? I mean, would Calterra get a little offended that he wasn't put into this conversation? Ooh. Uh, no, he'll be he'll be that as my coach. So he'll be, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> he'll jump into. <laughs> I like that this started as a goofy question that you had taken very seriously. Yeah, <laughs> and that you really thought it, you're like, no, Raf, we've obviously considered this, you simpleton. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like they've actually already had like a strategy session about this. <laughs> we may need to cross reference oh. some of this with Clark. I think I was gonna say. Um, wait, 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 wait. Were, were you joking? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You know, uh, I have this uh, this natural ability to make jokes come off as real questions. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just what I do. And I have uh. this, and I have that to make answers. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could come out with like flaming rash guards. It's not a terrible. There's a marketing plan here too. Actually, I was curious. Are you fighting gi or no gi? Gi. Okay, it is I'm with the gi. I'm fighting gi with the gi. Okay. 
I'm fighting <laughs> Kiwi the Yee. <laughs> That's going to get confusing. Just crushing all of the marketing campaigns right I now. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how anybody thought about it before. You know, mm. I'm like somebody asked me that. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fighting Gil Diggy." And I was like, "Hmm, oh. that's funny." Yeah. <laughs> did you get a <laughs> say in that, or did they just the tell button. you? Hmm? Did you get a say in that, or did they were they did they just ask you to fight with a gi, or did you guys decide how does it work? No, they We've heard me. Oh, okay. No, they asked, they offered me they offered me the fight. They told me who were uh, who were going to fight, and I was uh, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, so, uh I take the fight, and they ask, oh, it's a gi or a gi, and I say gi, and I say yes. Oh, cool. Okay. I wasn't sure if they just threw a gi at you, and you're like, see you on March 29th. <laughs> just, I was <laughs> hoping it was going to be like a coin toss. It was going to be like, and... <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But it would be interesting, no gi, too. I like no gi. But, yeah, uh, we, we noticed. Yeah. <laughs> your, your record <laughs> enjoys the nogi. I also looked you up on BJJ Heroes. It says your favorite submission is the triangle. Is that still accurate? Yes. True or false? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, it's a yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. I was going to start screaming yeah, that was... we were more trendy, but still triangle. Any specific setup? Where do yeah. you set it up from? Uh, everywhere, to be honest, but spider okay. uh, guards yeah. are my favorite. All right. So again, I'm just taking notes. Sorry, I was just adding to my <laughs> personal okay. game. And, and there just to we go. flesh out a little bit of your your background and your history, um, I'm a huge soccer fan, soccer player. You know, what was that decision like to go from soccer and pivoting from that to jujitsu? Yeah, to be honest, it was the the other way around first. So uh, mm. I started. Uh, I always played soccer since. Uh, I think since uh, since I still I still in my mom's belly, I think I would play soccer with some of her langas or something, you know. But so I uh, I was born and uh, I would play soccer uh, like uh, in little uh, in little teams close close by to my house, and then uh, and then I would uh, I'll go to a, to the team that would try to. To get into the team, but then I started playing. Then I started uh, doing jujitsu, and I I kind of fell in love with it. But simultaneously, I was I was still doing uh, soccer, like uh, for fun. And mm. since you were you were a kid, so you do everything for fun. You don't think about oh, uh, I want to do this for life. You know, I would go to school, I would uh, do jujitsu, and I would do soccer. And uh, but there was one time I was like 11. I started doing jujitsu was eight to nine. So at 11 years old, I start uh, I start doing uh, I start doing uh, soccer more like more serious, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, going to a professional line, like uh, uh, a force on my age group. So I start going for uh, training in in good uh, in big team in Brazil and I was like yeah I think I gotta devote myself 100% for this uh, otherwise I, w- I won't be able to uh, to succeed in any of those so I stopped I stopped doing jiu-jitsu and I started doing only uh, soccer for a couple of years but then I think I missed too much or 
I don't know, a soccer career in Brazil is really hard. You really got to give up on everything to do it because out of 100 kids in Brazil, 99 wants to be a soccer player. So it's really hard to keep to, to keep their career. You really got to give up on anything, even like school. Right, so I wasn't prepared for it, and neither my parents weren't prepared to allow me to do it. So mm. they they were even like telling me like, oh, if you wanna go back and do your fighting, you you can do it. You don't need to to keep like missing school or or traveling around because of because of soccer. And uh, it got to a point I was like, you know, uh, I think I, I'm 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 not having fun with that anymore so mm. like two years later i stopped doing um soccer to get back into jiu-jitsu and from I, that age i never stopped and i started like doing i, I started doing like more serious start taking more serious in jiu-jitsu i do like the idea that because soccer is so hard to become good at in brazil you decided to go to brazilian jiu-jitsu also hard to become notable. At. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, uh, the uh, the practice. The, the, uh, it's not about to become good. It's about uh, getting to a professional level in jujitsu. Let's say that let, one uh, uh, rough example, one rough number. Uh, let's say that in Brazil, by that time, let's say the one million people would do jujitsu. Soccer, it's one billion. Jeez. So to be good, in, you know, that, that's one rough number. Just, just, just one example. Yeah. So in jiu-jitsu, and more, and a lot of guys in jiu-jitsu would give up on, uh, on their on that life, on the jiu-jitsu life, because he wouldn't be able to make a living, a good living with jiu-jitsu. But with mm. soccer, he'll be a millionaire. So people would people would give up on anything to be a soccer player. You know, and people wouldn't give up on jiu-jitsu, so people would give up off jiu-jitsu to to go to school, to be a, a to be I don't know a lawyer, doctor, engineer, whatever. So, and they and if they have a chance to become a soccer player instead, of course they would because you would make more money than doing anything else. You know, the career that more makes money in Brazil besides politicians is a uh, uh, politicians is a. Uh, <laughs> It's a soccer player, you know? I'm always, I'm lucky because soccer chose not me when I was very young. So um, (laughs) soccer made it nice and clear. It was fifth grade. It didn't go great. Samir, I have to pivot to my nerdy sport moment. You are also a skateboarder. Yeah, I like, uh, I like being for fun. I dabbled in the skateboarding arts for like a half decade and still absolutely love it i uh lost my skateboard to an unfortunate flooding move about two years ago do you feel Mm -hmm. like there are strong ties between skateboarding and jujitsu from just an exercise and balance perspective yeah 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 you can you can uh you can relate that because uh you know yeah balance uh some uh i think it's a lifestyle though to be honest i think that's a lifestyle it uh, skateboarding, surfboarding, jiu-jitsu—I think complete each other. You know, it's a, it's a lifestyle. You can you can just relax. You can just relax your mind, 
and you're still gonna doing exercise, you're still gonna uh, use your abilities that you gain with jiu-jitsu uh, on the board, you know, whichever it is. Plus, so, after falling on concrete a lot, I mean, the mats seem almost <laughs> easy, which was something <laughs> I was... The was way flopper, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is the coolest thing you can jump off of? Because mine was a picnic table. That's... <laughs> no, I do more street. I, do, I, I like more like I, I like more longboarding. So okay. I like more like cruising around. Yeah, the functional side. And, uh, I like appreciating, it. yeah, appreciating the the nature, the nature, pretty much. <laughs> there not you like go. More, uh, not like a tricky guy, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Samir. We were seeing you have a website, so if people are listening and they are interested in getting in touch with you. Um, SamirShantiBJJ.com. Of course, they can always find you out at your school. It sounds like competing with, uh, at any given point, quite a number of people. You're fighting on the 29th. Who are your sponsors right now? Who's sponsoring you from the just the gi and fight perspective? Yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm with the Control Industries, which uh, which takes care of my. Uh, uh, my geese and also uh, sportwear, you know, my, my shirts. You guys can take a look of their sick designs at controlindustries.com. It's uh, controlindustries.com. Like, uh, that guy that guy has some sick designs for geese and uh, shirts, sweaters, and everything, all related to jiu-jitsu. You know, it's really, really nice. And uh, people are liking it a lot. You know, there's no way not to like it, you know? It's a it's pretty nice, pretty nice design. It's like, oh yeah, I'm digging some of these t-shirts. Sorry, I just we're huge gear nerds. Um, I like that blackie a lot. Nice. Okay, good work, man. Uh, now I was gonna say... got, so that like, Kevin's gonna spend all of his money. Yeah, he's been spending on the podcast. You definitely just earned that. Yeah, we're good for a while. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for my Samir say... walkout shirt. Where's yeah, I was on? about to say, I was like, this is one of the few times that, like, somebody's pitched, hey, go look at this, and Kevin's already about to buy something. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. I'm not going to do it on air, because you'd hear me typing in my credit card information. I'm going to wait until uh, after, obviously. How smart of you. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably on his phone, then. That's you right now. C-T-R-L, Industries.com. Yeah, ControlIndustries.com. I like that name, too, Control. Well, Samir, we will yeah. obviously be watching on the 29th. Um, we'll be cheering for you. We really appreciate you coming on the podcast and wish you the best of luck uh, with the, the fight season. Ladies and gentlemen, Samir Shatra, thank you so much, Samir. Recording. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, Kev, so as you know, next week is uh, UFC 171. Yeah. I remember, which, there's giant asterisks next to this whole production, but yes, I am aware. Why is there an asterisk? Because it's bullshit. There is a ranking system for a reason, and somehow Lawler is fighting. Oh, you're talking about the... that. We're going to go on, and we're going <laughs> to now just talk about the fights. But it wouldn't be a true UFC pay-per-view without doing another installment of... Do you, do you know what installment? 
Over under Kevin. Over under Kevin. Over under Kevin. Woo! Woo! We need to work on an actual. Woo! <laughs> an actual song. Don't worry, it just play. played. Yeah, I really That's need to work. Terrible. Uh, but uh, Kevin this time has no idea who we're putting on. Doesn't over matter. Under Kevin. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't matter, matter, but I do not know who it is. Okay, well, I'm about to add who it is, and I want you to know, Kevin, that this is somebody who is a friend of the podcast. Doubt he has it. no <laughs> idea we're going straight into the actual podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please say a warm hello back and welcome our friend, Marshall D. Carper. Oh. Hello, hello, hello. Marshall <laughs> Carper. Marshall, come on. You're better than this. You're here to play over under Kevin against the master? I am. I am. And I am prepared, actually, to dethrone the master. So <laughs> I would like to point out the master is actually not on this podcast because Kevin has never won over under Kevin. <laughs> Shut up, Raph. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Marshall. You too. I don't need either of you in your judgmental reallys. Yeah. Well, that is true, though. I have never. We're just technically, stating facts, Kevin. Technically Marshall, tell won. Us what have you been up to? And how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, and I'm trying to think of what have I been up to. I've uh, been plugging away at the Artichoke Media. We talked a little bit about that last time I, uh, I was on your, your podcast. Um, you guys are also very supportive of our, rec of our, recently, uh, our recent Indiegogo campaign, uh, helping get Matt Kirtley of uh, Aesopian.com, get his book funded and get, get going. Uh, so really appreciate you guys giving us a couple shout outs and giving Matt some time on your podcast. That's so fun. super helpful. So it's very cool of you guys. I would like to, before you go on, you booked Matt on our show the same week you put him on a lesser podcast known as Open Matt Radio. What Ooh. is your response to that? I love Open Matt Radio. So you're assuming that, uh, that I'm Matt Agent. Where, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not entirely responsible for, for Matt's actions and Matt's whereabouts. So I'm you just gonna say get... that, except for Matt's exact words to me were, talk to my agent. I oh, responded, <laughs> is your agent Marshall? He said yes. Now, here's the thing. I don't mind because, you know, I'm so behind your guys' uh, campaign, and I'd like to point out that we here at Verbal Tap have been successful in 100% of our efforts to help people reach their Indiegogo fundraising campaigns. So That's right. credit to us. You're welcome. But I guess the weird part that made me really angry was that of all podcasts, you had to pick my BJJ podcast arch nemesis, Paul Moran's Open Mat Radio. Mm -hmm. Well, if it makes you feel any better, um, we did your podcast for free and Paul paid us in advertising. So, uh, yeah. sucker. There, there's that. <laughs> I mean, you can go ahead and take that for whatever you want. I mean, I, I love Paul, but, uh, you, know, you know, I'm a verbal tap guy for sure. Oh. Oh, we have that on sound bite. And Forever now. Until Paul. I make him cry like a very <laughs> new white belt in Over Under Kevin. That's right. Do you have a response to that, Marshall? Um, I, I'm prepared. I'm really, really well prepared. I don't like how he keeps yeah. saying that. He's in my head now. He's got me a little nervous. He's done maybe more than I'm comfortable with. Okay. From a preparation perspective. So he's... He's on my radar. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm really excited, and uh, I, you know, I'm I'm the kind of person that like you know I get really prepared if I'm going down the street to pick up pizza. 
So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, just a little, I'm just a little OCD when it comes to that. And uh, I'm really, really excited. And I'm really competitive at the same time. So I had to make sure that uh, I, I was ready to, to go on this. This is fantastic. This is You have probably prepped the most out of any of our guests for Over Under Kevin because most people just feel that Kevin's so easy to beat. They don't have to prepare. Yeah. Joke's on them. Kinda. Whenever you're ready to get started, I'm more than happy to, to get the stomping going. <laughs> oh, yes, and he talks trash. This is, this is beyond <laughs> the best kind of booking I could possibly do. So, Marshall, I'm going to go over the rules, and for those of you listening and at home, the basic rules of Over Under Kevin are as follows. I'm going to go out of order on the card, which means I'm going to pick things at random, at which point I'm going to say one person's name, and they have 15 seconds to give their reason as to why X or Y human being is going to win the fight. After both get 15 seconds, I will then have time to give rebuttals if I feel like it, because that's how the game works. Uh, after we have done doing all of the predictions for all the main card and undercard, we will then have deliberations at the very end to close us out. Are you guys both ready for this? Yeah, I, I just want to say, I just want to say real quick, I, I want to make sure that I, I, you guys really understand my, my approach to this. Okay. It's a little more complicated than what you might be used to. Okay. Right? So I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Moneyball. Have you guys ever seen that movie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Brad Pitt on the hill. Or like Absolutely. The guys who, uh, they use like Madden football to predict his <laughs> yes. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have my own Moneyball, or my, my own Jonah Hill, as it were. Um, I brought my wife with me. Whoa. And she going to do my, my predictions as as my as my uh, prediction connoisseur here. Hi, boy. Uh, <laughs> first <laughs> of all, there's, I... Uh, there's, there's a story behind this, and it's so okay. legit. You guys can go and tell me I'm breaking the rules. That's fine. Um, a long time ago, I was writing for Lockflow back when the Ultimate Fighter was, like, in single digits. I think it might have been the... Uh, might have been the episode, the uh, the series where, like, Matt Sarah got his comeback to fight George yeah. St. Pierre. Way By back. the way, Marshall, I like that you you are letting us know as a hipster. I like the Ultimate Fighter and wrote for it before it was cool. <laughs> it, it wasn't even that I liked it. I was I was getting paid to do episode summaries for Lockflow.com. Okay. So, so every week I had to watch the episode and as quickly as possible write a, like a recap of it and try to be entertaining about it, which it was horrible. It was it was, uh, it was a really tough job to do in, in an entertaining way. So one episode, I just recorded everything that my wife said about the show as we watched it, because she's not really uh, super huge into like who's who and who's fighting who and what they're doing. And it was the it like destroyed our page view records of any Ultimate Fighter coverage. Ah. <laughs> so anytime I get back into MMA, like in MMA reporting or uh, match guessing, I, I, I go to Karis. She's my uh, she's my Watson. I mean, frankly, Marshall, first of all, it takes two people to beat me. So I, I think it's savvy <laughs> that you brought back up. Uh, I was more upset because she sounds nice, and that can be disarming when I try and compete so ruthlessly ah. against you. So that was my initial um, nervousness. But I am I say game on. I'm not scared of any old page view records. I'm ready. <laughs> so wait, I have a question, though, here, Kevin. Who are you making fun of now? Are you making fun Shut of Shut up. Her I picks? knew you were going to ask are that. Are you making fun of Marshall? This is confusing for you. Well, right I'm now. sorry. What was What was your name again? It it sounds like it sounded like a little like Harris. Is it Charis? Charis, C A R I S. Oh, that's a really pretty name, Charis. 
All right. Wow. You got her, Kev. Th- thank you, Ref. I'm not loaded yet. The game, have we started? I thought, <laughs> don't I have a we few were, more minutes? You know, we were going to start until it was it was time that we had remembered. Oh, it. oh, that's right. Then Marshall introduced his wife that he brought on the podcast to help predict <laughs> against me. Yes, now I remember. I'm all ready. <laughs> well, guys, I don't know that there's been any more apt time to start the game. But <laughs> I think right now... I'm going to put 15 seconds on the clock, and we are going to go ahead and start with the team of Marshall and Karras. And it's going to start with the first fight being Diego Sanchez versus Miles Jury. You have 15 seconds. Go. Uh, we're going to go with Miles Jury because I checked the weather, and there aren't any storms to power Diego Sanchez during this fight. So he's going to win. Okay, Miles Jury, and also done under 15 seconds, expertly done, Karis, and also what? nice uh, commentary in there, Marshall, to add it in. Kevin, we're going to go to you, 15 seconds on the clock, go. Yeah, well, first of all, classic rookie mistake. There's one upset pick always. Fury is favored in this fight. I'm going with the dream Diego Sanchez. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and allow 15 seconds for Marshall and Karis to go ahead and respond to whatever nonsense Kevin just said. Well, so, A, Diego's crazy, um, and he's he's a little, a little unreliable because of that. I like remember back in the day he said that there was a lightning storm that made him win a fight because he drew energy from it. So uh, <laughs> if, 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 if your boy is if your boy's depending on the weather to win, oh, oh I'm going to go ahead and cut you off there. Although, Kevin, Marshall's actually bringing analysis into this. What do you have to say about that? Uh, he just said the words to describe Diego Sanchez crazy, unreliable. All I heard was ching, ching, ching. That's a fighter. <laughs> that sounded a little racist. I'm going to go ahead and stop you here. I don't Did know it? It was. Go. I didn't mean for it to. It, it just it have, was racist. Maybe I'll just have Chara say things that also might be racist on my behalf, and then we're good. That's a good choice. No, actually, you were the one saying racist things. But, guys, oh, okay. uh, as much as I'd love to continue – talking about that fight i believe the jury's still out on it we're gonna go to oh flyweight dang. will Compenzo versus justin scoggins kevin your picks this is absolutely easy justin scoggins nickname is the tank which means it's ironic like when someone names um one of those tiny dogs oh uh-oh he was doing so great until he derailed oh, i'm just gonna oh, take the tank kevin i'm gonna take Foley. the tank just faltered at the end, everybody. My God, Marshall, Karis, do you even have to make a prediction here? You do. All right, you got 15 <laughs> seconds, go. Okay, so I'm going to go with Scoggins because... No, yes. I, 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 let me restart. I'm going to go with Will Campesino oh. because Scoggins sounds like a Hobbit name. And <laughs> they're usually cool people, so they don't really belong in the octagon. You know, I'm I'm having a really hard time thinking I'm going to cut off Karis. So this is a really strong play by yeah. Marshall to bring his wife on because it's really hard to keep her to 15 seconds and really enforce that because she's a guest. If you <laughs> named a Yorkie tank, that's going to be a tough dog was all I was trying to say. If we could. Okay, Kevin, you have your rebuttal time. Go. Absolutely. Um, First of all, she agrees with me. And of course, I'm referring to Marshall. His wife also does. The the tank is going to win. You heard the pivot forward. Let's stick with it. He it does sound like a hobbit name. You know what hobbits do? Well, kick things. You know what else? Fight. What the hell book did you read? I actually didn't. I went to Spring Hill 
high school in Kansas, we did not have to read a lot of literature, if you can believe it. Has noticed on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Marshall and Karis, do you have a response to that? I don't think we really need to respond. I mean, I, I think wow. we're, we're pretty solid. Yeah, we're good. Time. Yeah, we're good. Wow. We'll, we'll, we'll let the judges rule. Go ahead. Wow. Okay. Thank you for permission, by the way, to continue on the game that I am <laughs> facilitating. I'm going to go on to that, our Rob. next fight, which is Raquel Pennington versus Jessica Andrade. And uh, we'll start with Kevin. Oh, this is easy. First of all, I got a tough 17 parlay going on, and that starts with Raquel Pennington. Raquel Pennington once had her arm broken during a fight, kept going, kept fighting. I'm always going to pick someone with the nickname Rocky. All right, Seal. we're going to close Kevin out. All right, uh, Karis and Marshall, who do you guys have for this fight? So I'm just going to say these are some bad bitches, and in honor <laughs> of Women's History Week, I pick Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who did you pick? In honor of Women's History Month, we pick both. You can't pick both. We just did. That's not the rules. Uh... <laughs> I like that. As we go along, she's not wrong though. Just saying, maybe you should be more clear about the rules. Here's what I'm gonna say. Okay, (laughs) guys, you can go ahead and play whatever game you want on this, but the winner will be decided by most accurate wins. So really, this is gonna be a mulligan. Ooh, ooh! Unless it's a no contest or a draw, then we get double points. There's no oh, such thing as double it. points. Quit oh, inventing okay. the rules. That was a good one, though. That should. That was a pretty close one. I was yeah, almost was... going to give it to you. But <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to need one woman's name from the two of you guys. Uh, we're going to go with the opposite of Kevin. Yeah, the opposite for sure. Opposite of Kevin is also an acceptable answer. I yeah, like where you guys' no heads at. We're going to go to our It's also fight. a real winning strategy. Like, it's uh, legit. Odds, if you bet against Kevin, you actually make You would be making so much money over the last year. At least. It, and right, I'm guys. trying. Like, I'm not trying to be bad at this. It just <laughs> happens. Uh, Marshall and Karis, we're going to go to our next fight, which is Daniel Padina versus Rob Whiteford. So, you want us to go first? Yeah, you guys go first on this one. I'm going to go with Daniel Padina because he's man enough to go for the reverse tramp stamp, and that's the winner. (laughs) 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 You know, I I have to say, Karis, you're so much better at this than Marshall. I'm wondering why we even booked Marshall. (laughs) Yeah, it's like special guest. Ouch. Kevin, what's your response to that? I don't have one. I'm agreeing with her. I'm going with the pit as well. I argue with that logic. Reverse tramp stamp. Absolutely. Yeah, no. When you're right, you're right. That's uh, (laughs) that's the answer. Uh, Before we go to our next fight, I'd just like to say this is one of the more delightful over-under Kevins we've ever had. (laughs) It does have a certain... I'd like a little more dirty fighting, though. Absolutely. Just keep that in mind. Okay, everybody? Message received. Message received. Okay, next fight. We're going to start with Karis and Marshall. It is Kevin Gastelum versus Rick Story. I'm going to go with um, Rick Story on this one because I'm pretty sure I had a Ken doll that looked just like him. I think it was the Malibu edition. (laughs) Well, I'd like to stop you there because if that logic works, Kevin's got some issues to work out when he starts telling you which Ken dolls he's had. But go ahead, Kevin. (laughs) 
Uh, first of all, it sounds like Karis has just a little bit of a crush on Rick's story. Did anyone else catch that? I'm not, I'm not trying to start riffs. I'm not trying to play dirty or start waves. Uh, obviously this is part two of my tough 17 parlay. Kelvin Gastelum, super pissed. He's not on the main card despite being a huge attraction. Uh, shocked. He's not on the main card. Really? I'm going with Kelvin. Uh, I would like to point out before I give this up to rebuttal that uh, Raquel Pennington was not on Tough 17. Different oh, season, Kevin. Shit. Different season. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Raph. Having said that, fact checker, <laughs> you little factor. Uh, that you guys would like to add to that? Well, I mean, if, if he doesn't even know who he's talking about to make picks, I don't know how much of a rebuttal we can we can give. Well, well look who well, decided to rejoin the game. Right Marshall's there. back. I'm going to stop All you right. guys right there. If Kevin had to stop talking when he didn't know what he was talking about, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> it would. Things would get awfully quiet around here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Kevin, do you have a response to any of that? I'm just super pumped. You're right. Pennington wasn't a part of Tough 17. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like she was, so that's great. In our heart, she was. We're going to yeah. go to our next fight, which is uh, Kevin telling us who's going to win between Dennis Bermudez and Jimmy Hits. Oh, God. First of all, they're both made of rubber, so this fight won't end. It'll just go till the end. Uh, I'm going to go with Jimmy Hetz. He just... His nickname's The Kid. I don't know. I don't have anything. <laughs> you didn't have any reason to go for him. That's fine. Uh, Karis and Marshall, who do you guys have? Definitely Bermudez, because he looks like Antonio Banderas, and Zorro is a bamp. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> hold on. Well, Jimmy Hedges kind of looks like Kevin, Dean Winters. Seven, you have, Kevin, you have 17 seconds to respond to that because I feel yeah. there's a goal of mine. Okay, Jimmy Hedges looks a little like James Franco, which is obviously a little bit more our generation. Um, so he's a BAMF. BAMF? Does BAMF mean what I think it means? What do you think it means? Yeah, what do you think it means? Badass motherfucker yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i said it as tentatively as possible that's fine it was a it was a very noble attempt to keep things pc but i will say before we get lost in the bermuda's triangle let's move to our next set of fights i'm loving is... your puns by the way these are oh, genius don't stop the pun transition train <laughs> the one thing i work on on this is maybe writing an occasional pun that's how much work i put into this uh, our next one is Ovin St. Pierre versus Nikita Krolov. And we're going to start with Marshall and Karis. Go. All right, so we're uh, we're going against Krolov against this one because his nickname's Al Capone. Al yeah, Capone right? Evasion and head syphilis. That's not a very good... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Kev, what do you got on this one? Uh, first of all, just by the look of these two fighters, I assume this fight is to the death. So we're picking way more than just the outcome. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Al Capone. I fucking hate that his nickname's Al Capone, mostly just because of his jaw. It's very protruding. Is that what it is? It's a protruding jaw. It, it bugs you the most. Uh, you don't, don't lose. Do you have a response you... to any of that? I have a protruding jaw. I'm, I'm not sure what he has against protruding jaws. <laughs> I would need some clarification. <laughs> no, I'm pro them. I'm saying that makes you a good fighter. I don't understand that either. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Kevin, do you have a response to Marshall's uh, uncertainty? Uh, Yeah, put Karis back on the line. At least she makes a decision. (laughs) Oh. 
I'm trying to figure Kevin out how many is... different ways I can pronounce her name too. It's true, and and nicely done, by the way. Um, I do like that sure. Kevin is insinuating who wears the pants in that family. But let's move on to our next fight. And guys, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. I'm gonna go actually first with uh, Cars and Marshall again because when we get into talking about this fight, we may never end. Oh so God, go yeah, I'm ready. Cars and Marshall, who will win between Carlos Condit versus Tyrone Woodley? Go. because of the way he rocks that body. And if you haven't seen it, his moves are up on YouTube right now. Woo! Wow. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop right here. <laughs> this How much game time has been going very well <laughs> up until this moment. And it's not you guys, Marshall and Karis. It's going to be Kevin. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is me. as much as Karis is talking about his hot body and his movement, Kevin is now going to have eight seconds. Yes, I said eight. What? Yep. To describe... Why Carlos Conde is going to win this fight because Kevin is madly in love with him. Gavin, go. You've got eight seconds. He's the best ever. He's just the best fucking fighter in the goddamn planet. His preparation, the way he conducts himself, he's the ultimate concierge. Plus, he's getting fucked on this fight. Number okay, two, fighting Kevin against the done. number 11. What the hell go is going go on here? Oh, this year's national Marshall championship will be between the number one team and the 47th. The fighting Redford Badgers are going to take on Kevin's Duke nonsense. for the ACC championship. That's Kevin, what Dana White's doing do to us. This call if you don't cut this <sighs> shit out. Okay. Marshall okay. and Karras, what is your response to whatever Kevin was trying to say there? Well, so our, our pick is going to stay Condit, but uh, I interviewed Woodley like way back when he was first starting out. And uh, he used to play a game with all of his brothers and sisters. We would turn the light out in the basement. So it was all dark. And they would find each other and beat the crap out of each other if they found you in the corner. So Woodley's, uh, Woodley's a dangerous dude. He used to fight in the dark. I think Condit's got his hands full. <laughs> I do like that Marshall is finding a way to plug every one of his old articles. <laughs> I know. Is there? Are you releasing some sort of archive book? Is that where this is headed? <laughs> I got paid like ten bucks for that article too. Like I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna make more money. <laughs> yeah, like Marshall's like, I can make some residuals. I'm gonna make some nice pennies this yeah. week. Yeah, fight magazine ad revenue. I mean, like it's not gonna help me. Any. <laughs> Kevin, what is your response to Marshall's uh, insight? I'm not. It's not a takeaway from Tyrone Woodley. It's a complete disrespect. It's just a disgrace that you have the one versus three and the two versus eleven fighter on the same card. It's a disgrace. Carlos should now, be fighting in the championship. Here, Kev, That's the pure does point. It change anything if it says that if Carlos wins this fight, he wins a shot at the title? No, it doesn't say anything. He should. He already has a shot at the title. He should have. He should be shooting for the title. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and cut off Kevin here because he'll spend the next hour talking about Carlos Condit. And while both of you guys think I would be lying, I am not. Why call it a ranking system if we're not going to use it? If it's just a suggested. Call it a suggestion system. This is the number two ranked suggested fighter. And we're good. Karis and Marshall, we are now going to our next fight, which is <laughs> Sean Spencer versus Alex Garcia. 15 seconds, go. Barn burner. Garcia, because so it's absolute nonsense that he lands 12.5 strikes per minute. The guy's like a windmill. Um, <laughs> I, like, so I, there's, there's not even a joke there. That's just a scary dude. I'm gonna yeah. go with Garcia. All right, I like that. Kevin, what do you have for us? 15 seconds, go. Plus, he's just known as the Dominican. Uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to stick with that. He just he has a look that says, I'm ready to uh, beat up on a prelimer. Okay, okay. It's also uh, tattooed on his left arm. 
Marshall, do you have any response to that? Um, it's time up already. You like just buzzed me. Like just it was right? Kevin was speak, speaking too uh, dumb. I mean, if Kevin agrees with me, I, I'm not sure how I can rebuke that. I mean, that's that's good. I'm, I'm cool okay. With that. I I did want to bring up something though. Uh, Don't did you, you notice, mean we, Kevin? Marshall? Yeah, Aren't I was about to say. Did you notice how someone's getting awfully possessive out of the conversation? Yeah, I did notice it, Raph. And frankly, so I was weird, offended right? for women. I was offended on behalf of all of them. I'm gonna allow. I'm gonna allow 15 seconds for just Karis to respond. <laughs> we're gonna pass yeah, on that we're one. Pass. Yeah, okay. she's offended as a woman too. She's probably giving. She's giving Marshall the uh, stare right now. Marshall's like, uh, "Ooh, ooh, I'm in some trouble." I'm gonna, I'm gonna close that off before we offend any more people. We're gonna go to our next fight, which is Bubba McDaniel versus Sean Strickland. We're gonna start with Kevin. Go, Bubba Saurus Rex, friend of the podcast, maniac, and I got to see a great Snapchat of him cooking for his family. Tough seventeen. Now it's just a two fight parlay, but I'm ninety thousand percent sure he was on. Tough 17, Bubba McDaniel. It's my choice. All right. Let's go to Marshall and Karis. Okay, so I'm going to have to go with Strickland solely because I'm pretty sure Marshall had an ex-girlfriend named Bubba. (laughs) (laughs) What? We're not going to tell you more of that story. We're going to let that go. Marshall, come on. (laughs) on. I'm going to stop this game for just a second so we can address this. Absolutely. uh, You can just answer yes or no. Have you been to prison? <laughs> no. No, I've not been to prison. Okay, well, I was going to say, that was your out on that one. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yikes. Okay. Well, since nobody else has anything other to say, Kevin, do you have anything to say? Um, working on Bubba McDaniel. I lost to him in last over under Kevin, uh, so I'm working on his promo, and I'm thinking tights. There's a spoiler. Uh, Fill in people who don't know here. Uh, Marshall and Karis may not be familiar. Uh, what was the bet wager that you made with Bubba? I have to cut a video promo, like a wrestling, like an old school wrestling promo about what a great fighter person he is. Keep that in mind, you guys. Bets on this on this contest. I mean, I feel like that changes everything. We didn't make a bet. Well, not oh, yet. No, no, no. It's <laughs> so now you have three more picks to figure out before. We make that final bet. We're going to go ahead and go to you guys next. So the next fight we have online is going to be Jake Shields versus Hector Lombard. Go. I'm going to go with Hector Lombard because, let's be honest, the guy has shin tattoos. You look at Jake Shields and you're like, oh, that's a nice squiggly line. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Kevin. Kevin, she's. First of all, she's using my technique, which is where you solely analyze fighters based off of their tattoos, which means I, I like that my chances here. You know, I'm going to fall back to an old jiu-jitsu guy. I'm going to give Shields the benefit of the doubt here, uh, though I do not think he's going to win. So I would vote okay, with that. Marshall, do you have anything here? Paying attention. Well, on a serious note, like, Lombard has like a 100% takedown defense rate. And Ooh, Shields that's not good. Not taking down middle schoolers. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> It's like his jiu-jitsu is awesome, but his wrestling is just not there. Interesting. Kevin, your response? Yeah, I actually really think Hector Lombard is going to win this fight. Okay. Plus Lightning. Great nickname for someone with very aggressive shin tattoos. <laughs> uh, we're going to stop here for just a second. I'm going to go ahead and open this up to Karis. If you were to give Marshall a nickname as a fighter, what would it be and why? 
Let it loose. Go ahead. <laughs> you got nothing? Really? Of all, of all the things you've ever said to me, you don't have anything. I feel like that would just hurt you as a man. <laughs> you would have to celebrate Women's History Month as well. <laughs> Wow, we are we are getting almost more than we bargained for here, people. We are learning so 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 much about Marshall, and I guess the fact that he would become a woman—if I don't know, this is confusing. We're going to our next fight. I mean, Marshall always has to take it to the ground. He will never stand up and fight me. So I'm always calling it. I I can't actually say it. Say what I call it. Wow. I like where this is going. This is where the say, fight is at. Can you write it down and take a picture of that note and send it to us via email? Is that a... No, well, we're not going to do that. We're not going to make okay. this official. We're not going to put it in writing. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it to the ages then. All right, Kevin, we're going to go to you for the next fight, which is Rene Forte versus Frank Trevino. Um, first of all, I've obviously been following both of these fighters for a really long time. That's why I know exactly who's fighting. Who did you just say? Renee Forte versus Frank Trevino. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to go with Trevino, even though he's never fought in the UFC. All right. You're done. We're going to go ahead and go to Marshall and Karras. Go. Okay, to understand why I'm choosing Trevino, you have to see a sure dog pick with him pointing to God and its bicep. At the same time, <laughs> biceps or he's threatening God with his biceps. Those are both reasons he's going to win this fight. <laughs> I will say right now, Karis, you may have the joke of the podcast so far. Yeah, that one wins. Probably, That's I up there. That insights uh, made me laugh more than anything else we've done on this episode. I will tell you this right now, <clears throat> lady, gents, this has been a fun, fun game. But we're getting down to the end of it. Uh-oh. So, Kevin, I'm going to ask you to tell us who's going to win between Johnny Hendricks and Robbie Lawler. You have there's 15 a, seconds. There's a reason Johnny Hendricks is minus 260 and minus 400 in the sports books. It's because he's the best fighter. He is going to win this because he learned that if you don't finish GSP, he will pay the referees enough money to give him his title back. So he's not going to leave it in the bribery hands of UFC officials. Uh, do you guys want to take the time to address the fact that the referees aren't the one who give the title back to GSP? I'll digress. Uh, Marshall and Karras, go. Well, do you want to talk about your, your love for GSP really quick? <laughs> there is GSP paraphernalia all over our house. It is terrible. We have GSP headbands posters there's a clause in our marriage contract that if he wants me to be his girlfriend then that's okay <laughs> so if i were to come into this conversation and say hello karis how are you doing oh we have gsp on the line oh hello it is me gsp how are you doing <laughs> uh, uh i, I do karis, have a question to ask hold on your uh, number kevin, one fan here kevin. gsp oh, i love kevin yes be sorry gsp go ahead uh uh karis I'm going to direct this to the the woman man who is sitting next to you, who is Marshall D. Carper. Marshall, how do you, does this make you feel as a man? Marshall, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've come to accept it. Um, but GSP also has a lot of girlfriends, and Karis can't handle that kind of competition. So oh. I don't know if it would last very long. Yeah, well, GSP has many many girlfriends, but that is because he has OCD now. You know, hear that. <laughs> 
I love how he became Mexican there for a second. He's, oh, uh, no, no, no. GSP oh, is very that's elusive. Crushing. Yeah, he's he got an unpredictable. Way and then he actually says something else. I don't see Marshall <laughs> do very many impressions, no? <laughs> your performance. <laughs> Let me go ahead and, and dust off an old favorite. It is, I am not impressed with the caliber of your performance. Good try, Marshall. That was good. Now, Touche. Touche. Thanks, GSP. Here is Rafa Sparza. Hey, Always appreciate it. Yeah. Sorry, Raf. We had to cut out. GSP was on. It's it's what happens. I, I get used to it. Yeah. Uh, Marshall, who are you guys? Are you guys going for Johnny Hendricks? Are you going for Robbie Lawler? So we're going for uh, for Hendricks, not because of his uh, his fighting caliber, but on the off chance that he's related to Christina Hendricks. Um, because Karis and I would both very much like to hang out with her, so we don't want to be on her bad side. <laughs> What a what a wonderful and delightful way to go ahead and close. Oh, everybody wants to hang out with her. She's great. Absolutely. It's a great personality. <laughs> we've learned today. Um, we've learned a lot about their marriage. I think, don't you? Kevin? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Karis Marshall, what have you learned about Kevin today? Superiority. That he's as beautiful as he sounds. His predictions are like the wind. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys probably wanted to answer. Go ahead. No, I don't know. <laughs> Made me feel really awkward. <laughs> See? Now, how does it feel? I'm just turning the tables mentally. I'm trying to... Even though so, the... What are we playing for here? That is what I am transitioning to. Marshall yeah. Karras, you had some time the past three fights to figure out some kind of good bet that you can make Kevin do. Now, keep in mind, Kevin has had to, A, dress up like Uri Fiber. He's also had to mail out a random mystery box of two items to someone he lost to. And most recently, he's now had to cut this pro wrestling promo. What are the stakes that you guys would like to bet Kevin with? That's, uh, that's, that's a pretty tough one. Are we, as the guests, allowed to uh, let Kevin pick his stakes first? And then we, can, we, we, can we essentially we'll agree on one together um, so for you two I'm thinking like ah, I feel like I want you to do like a family Christmas card maybe dedicated to just to me though like instead of it being about your family I just want you to like talk about probably things I've accomplished for 30 <laughs> seconds and I really if I win I'm going to need a strong strong Karis endorsement for this one all right, all right, we can do that. That's that's a deal. Okay. Um, Ugly sweaters. <laughs> Done. That's that's uh, the last we, stipulation. We rock sweater party. Perfect. Okay, that's that's <laughs> what I want. I yeah. like stakes in the stakes. Uh, Marshall, were you saying something? I wasn't saying anything interesting. I'm just trying to think what to bet Kevin. I wasn't really prepared for this. I was so worried about the actual competition. I didn't think about the glory and the uh, the riches that I wanted to, to get by sacking Kevin's village. I don't know. This is a this is a great time to remind everyone that by worked really hard it means he had his wife come on and answer the fight analysis for him. So uh, just keep in I mind. will say Marshall I, I've had know, to keep him around for like five years now. That's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marshall, I don't normally allow this. Normally the I guess the stakes are kind of mirrored. Is there some kind of bet you'd like to put Kevin's way? I want Kevin to paint a portrait of us. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Kevin, 
I have to put this in writing right now. Kevin's girlfriend is actually a very good illustrator. Kevin, you cannot have her do it. Oh, fuck. Okay. So there, 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 there's a couple other criteria that go with, with Kevin painting a picture of us. Yeah. Oh, go right ahead, please. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah, A, Kevin has to be dressed up in a tutu while he's doing it. And uh, B, we want George St. Pierre included in our portrait with us. <laughs> And he's not, he, he has to be next to me. He can't be next to my wife. <laughs> to be clear, am I to be painted in the portrait in a tutu, or you're requesting that I merely paint it in a tutu? Paint it in a tutu. Um, that, that way you're in the right, like, moral headspace. Like you're, I, you're... I accept stipulation B. Um, <laughs> I'll go with grappling tights as opposed to a tutu. Just from a closest standpoint. Is that a deal? I don't think that's at all the same. Well, I'm not going to buy a tutu while I'm at the art store. So. Yeah, I'll make you one. Well, no. <laughs> okay. I, I guess, I okay. That closes out that conversation. Yeah, I was like, all right, well. Bluff well, called. Well, all right. I, I would like to thank uh, our originally planned guest, Marshall, for coming back on. Marshall, know that we are very much rooting for you and your wonderful wife, Karis. Thank you so much for stopping by, you guys. Uh, is there anything we can help plug for you guys before we get you on out of here? Uh, no, I mean, artichokemedia.com. You guys want to come check that out. Uh, Matt Kirtley's Mastering the Crucifix Reverse Oma Plata is going to be up here in uh, in April for sale. Uh, in the meantime, we got a lot of great blog content coming through. I film my no gi class that I teach every week. I put that online for free. So that's like three or four techniques a week you can jump in awesome. on. So, uh, Marshall Carper's mediocre purple belt jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I'm gonna check um, those out. Yeah, but that's uh, yeah, that's about it. It's a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys uh, having us on. And I guess Karis has something she wants to plug. I would just like you to start a hashtag for jujitsu wives because let's be honest, it's a tough job. Yeah. No, you're 100 percent correct. Uh, is there a hashtag? You want us to start hashtag jujitsu wives? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, we can we can put that out there. I think we both have people who would appreciate that as well. Yeah. Awesome. Nice well, guys, we can't of... thank you enough for being on the podcast. We will be waiting with bated breath to find out who ended up winning this closely, closely contested contest of Over Under Kevin. We hope you guys have a very good rest of your evening. Yeah, take care, guys. Later. Verbal Tap fans, there's no bigger friend of Metamorris. Uh, we love the caliber of fights they get. We love the caliber of fighters. Here to talk more about his jiu-jitsu journey and what it's going to be like to fight at Metamorris 3, we have Zach Maxwell on the line. Zach, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. You are fighting at Metamorris 3. We already saw your trailer. Um, it was one of the first ones to come out, which means there was a lot of pressure, and it also meant I was obsessed with it for a little while. What is your training regiment like right now as you prepare for, and it's a gi match, correct? Yeah, it's a gi match. And what's your fight camp looking like? Where are you at in the, the training process? Well, I'm pretty far along, you know, uh, just mostly sports-specific training right now, you know, just kind of doing long matches and, and stuff like that with my training partners. And you have been doing jiu-jitsu forever, um, at least as far as uh, you've just been in the sport a long time. 
tell us how you got connected with Metamorris. What was like the uh, selection process like? How did you find out you were getting a fight? Just uh, talk us through that process. Um. Well, there wasn't really much to it, actually. They, um, I think, the, you know, they, they just gave me a call and, and, and asked if I was down for it, and, and I, I accepted. Uh, I think maybe somebody gave me a uh, kind of a, a, a recommendation. Um, I'm not sure who. I think it, I think it may have been Crone. But uh, I, I think that's how it kind of got into the promoter's heads, maybe. So it wasn't like a rose ceremony or anything? Like they came and handed you one and were like, you have been chosen. Yeah, not, not quite. Uh, just called me on the phone, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about that phone call. So what do you think when you are getting that phone call? What's going through your head? Um... Well, actually, you know, it was more of a text, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> oh, my it God. Was... Wait, it was a text? This is fantastic. Yeah, no, they, you know, um, the, the, you know, the, the guy who, who started it and runs it, Halleck, yep. just shot me a text and just said, hey, man, are you, are you down to do the, the next Metamorphs? And I was like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> God, what times good. we live in now. I know. I love the fact that it's like, thinking about doing another Metamorphs, you in? Smiley face emoticon? Remember when they used to have to like send someone to you yeah. to request a fight? It was like they'd call you out at like a barber shop. Maybe I'm thinking of just movies, but I think it still applies. And now, uh, as simple as a text message. This is great. Do you know <laughs> much about your opponent, Sean Roberts? Yeah, no, I, I know... About as much as everybody else does, you know, just from watching him on the internet and stuff. Um, you know, I've seen some of the videos from like when he was at Brown Belt and, and more current stuff, and you know, pretty much, pretty much just whatever's out there on the internet is what I'm aware of. Is it kind of weird that in Sean's version of uh, the video that you guys have out that Metamorphos put out, he says he's been watching you since a white belt? Um, is that a uh, interesting and b creepy? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a little, it's a little flattering, I guess. You know, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and um, I, I'm not really sure where I was when he was a white belt, but yeah, you know, just shows that he's always watching people. So, you know, that's cool, I guess. It was just funny to me that his exact phrasing was just kind of a, oh yeah, I've known who he is. I've been watching him since he was a white belt. He's got, like, elaborate <laughs> scouting reports pinned up on his wall. We might, we might need to talk about this. We might need to call Sean That's Roberts to find out what's going on with his, with his research library. Zach, are you conditioning especially for the 20-minute submission only? Um, and how much, of, how much of your game plan changes for a 20-minute match where it's just submission? A little bit, yeah. You know, you can, you can relax a little bit more, you know, because... You don't have to worry about a, a score, and uh, you know it's it's not you know you don't have that uh, that clock always counting down. So you know you can relax a little bit more, and I you have more time to kind of get into a rhythm. You don't just have to to start you know going right out of the gates and kind of get into it a little bit. 
That's fascinating. That's the first time I've ever heard someone say, yeah, uh, submission only longer. I can finally just settle down and relax. <laughs> that's, an, that's an interesting way to put it. Yeah, no, I mean, you, God, it's like when you get used to the pace of a 20-minute match, it's like, you know, when you start doing shorter matches again, it's ridiculous. You know, you'll, you know, you know, when you go to do like a, a six-minute match or like an eight-minute match, it's like you haven't even gotten started yet. You're still just like, you know, circling around and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially without without the added points part. So I was reading your BJJ Heroes profile beforehand, and Raph and I have some very serious questions about your training background. Are you ready for these? All right, yeah, sure. You competed, you started competing in jiu-jitsu at eight years old, correct? Yeah. Is that when you started training? Were you also eight or were you actually seven? You just didn't compete until eight. Um, yeah, you know, like, I guess I, I guess I was doing jiu-jitsu when I was like seven, you know, <laughs> just like kind of messing around and stuff. Um, that was like. I think I think that was like my first tournament when I was eight years old. I wouldn't say like I started competing, but like yeah, that was the first tournament I ever did. I think I was like a yellow belt, and I was eight, so you know. And in the BJJ Heroes, it says it wasn't until your teens that you started to take your training seriously. Zach, we have to ask, why would you take the ages of 8 through 12 and be so lazy with your jiu-jitsu career? I mean, what else could you have possibly been doing during that time? God, you know, I think, like, Power Rangers were dominating the majority <laughs> of my time. So, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have much, uh, much ambition or, uh, or motivation <laughs> You know, besides you know, action figures and uh, and video games. Absolutely. And how does it feel to be such a slacker? You know, looking back at those those ages, <laughs> missed years. Like, did, what what's the biggest thing that you felt you missed out on? Um, God, I don't know. You know, um, do you think you'd be like a twenty-time world champion by now if you'd really taken those years seriously? Who knows? Maybe I don't know. It's like. Sometimes I think about that, but probably not. You know, probably I'd, I'd, not. I would you know, say. I'd, I'd have to say I'd probably be probably where I am now. Anyway, I just have a feeling <laughs> I would just be where I am now, no matter what I did. It's about the journey. We just like that it kind of chastises you as though yeah. you really didn't focus until you were a teenager. It's like most people discover jujitsu much later in life, so. Um, you're kind of this new generation that's been been doing it forever. What do you think has changed the most about your game since you you so you've been doing jujitsu for well over 15 years? What do you think has been the biggest evolution for you? The biggest evolution? Yeah, for those of us that are trying to steal tips on how to to continue to develop. You know, for a long, long time when I, especially, you know, when I was younger, I, I just kind of wanted to, to play more of a top game, I suppose, but it, it, it wasn't until I, uh, really started working on my guard that things started really turning around for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that was really kind of a turning point once I started getting better on the bottom and more, 
more comfortable with my 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 sweeps and my game from there. Okay. That's very nice. I do have to ask, you know, it's got to be really cool to be on a Metamorphs card where you have not just your match that I'm sure you're looking at, but of course the one that everybody's talking about between Euler and Eddie. So what is your investment in that match? In in Euler's match? Yeah. Well, you know, I um I I've been training a lot with Euler. You know, I I, I um you know, been helping him get ready for this before I even knew I was in the event. So I definitely you know, want to see him do really well. I mean, um, you know, Hoyler's always game, and, and nobody cares about it more than he does. But, you know, that's I, – I, I like Hoyler a lot. He's a really good guy. He's a, a good friend. And, you know, I, I, I always want to see him do well. That makes sense. Now, is there something that – uh, since you get to train with them, and a lot of us are just interested to see how this match is going to go on, is there something that maybe you see that the rest of us don't get to see about his game, or or that is exciting that you feel he's going to show us something new, or I don't know. Do you, all of us are just looking at this match with kind of an open slate and saying like we don't know what will, will happen. So, do you have certain kind of insight that you could provide to us? Well, I can I can tell you this for sure. You're going to see, uh, you know. Hoyler at a hundred percent. That's you know that's all I can say without really giving anything okay. away. But first of all, that's a great promo. Sorry, yeah. you just got me really excited about that fight all of a sudden again. <laughs> He's like Hoyler at a hundred percent. Like a motivated Hoyler would be really fucking cool. Yeah, no, he's he's been on fire. He's yeah. had a, a really good training camp. Um, you know, he's been training with all of us, and like just. You know, just to see him kind of, you know, uh, just to see him, you know, he's he's an older guy. He's he's like, you know, 45, 47. So just to see him go from kind of like getting back into it again after, after not training, you know, consistently to just like wiping the floor with everybody was pretty cool to see. You know he's going to choke you for that older guy comment, by the way. He's definitely going to be like, hey, Zach, <laughs> you're up first. Let's do this. I never forget. <laughs> I have to ask, you know, there, I guess I have two questions as follow-up to that. The first being, uh, has he ever just lost sight and just referred to you as Eddie at some point in, in choking you? And – the second question, I think, is does his example give you something to look forward to? I guess, considering he does have that long age and you are so relatively young, you know, what do you see as his journey lending to your journey and your experience? What was the first question again? I'm sorry, you broke up just a little bit. Oh, it's okay. I was just saying, if at some point, has he tried choking you out and calling you Eddie while doing it? Um, well, no, but <laughs> no, he hasn't, but I'm, sometimes I think he's, he's seeing me as Eddie when we're training. <laughs> There's time. Yeah. You know, and of course, and of um, course the second part is how does his journey lend to, I guess, maybe what you see your journey advancing to, or even now, I guess. You know, it's pretty inspiring. You know, it's, uh, He's the kind of guy who who really did live uh, 
you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't just talk about it. He lived it. He lived his lifestyle and, uh, he's living proof that, you know, you can, uh, you can still do this sport well into, into your elder years. I mean, he's, you know, he's just kind of the, uh, the epitome of, uh, of good health and, uh, and just kind of good, good living. And it's just a really, really fantastic, uh, model to follow for, for anybody really, even if you're not, uh, an athlete. Very cool. Now, Zach, you are also an accomplished artist. We saw this in the, uh, in the video. Is that correct? Yeah. How have you been drawing your entire life? Like when did that start to develop into something that, that we see is like a very clear passion of yours? Yeah, you know, I I think every kid draws, but I just, you know, I just kept on, uh, just kind of kept with it. I really like uh, graphic novels and comic books and, and video games and things like that. And, uh, you know, I've just always really, really been interested and I've always been, been drawing. It's something I'm pretty, pretty passionate about. So that's going to lead itself very naturally to this next question, Raph. Is this a good time to corner him about drawing your experience at Verbal Tap MMA podcast via graphic novel. Nothing's, well, I don't, I can't draw, so it actually chose, <laughs> I can't draw for it. We learned that in first grade. Um, could we get you to narrate your experience? What, what, do, you, what do you mean? I'm, I'm confused. It's okay, I'm going to clean it up. Basically, yeah, I was like, this is, is where Raph earns, Yeah. <laughs> Would you draw a picture summation of your experience on our podcast? Oh man, um, yeah, I, I guess I could. No, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I will guess say I could. one phrase that was most troubling to me about Kevin's uh, attempt, maybe about two seconds ago, was the fact that he said, "Is this a good time to corner Zach?" <laughs> because in my experience, you don't necessarily corner a black belt. That's a fair point, especially one with a really good bottom game. That's not a good thing to... It's not really my, my first go-to phrasing. It's like, let's corner him. Uh-oh. Felt wrong as I said it. Felt dangerous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it would be nice if, if you did do that. We put it on our page, obviously. we just It was like, we just saw you draw on there, and we were just so impressed because Kevin and I can't draw. We can barely oh, write and speak. And... Seeing somebody with that ability to do it and just the calm that you have in it, how did you get started doing drawing like that? Like, what was the thing that you said? Like, what's the first thing that you drew that you said? That's not bad. You know, I don't know. I never I never went to art school or, or anything like that. Uh, it just, you know, it was just like a constant evolution. There wasn't anything like, you know, I'm always... I'm always just looking, looking for inspiration for anywhere and just trying to draw the... draw the things that that I see and inspire me. Nothing, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think there was ever, uh, you know, I always thought like the latest thing I drew was pretty good and then I would draw something else and I'd be like, oh, that's crap. <laughs> I mean, I, f- you know. I felt at ease when I saw some of your influences just when they did a zoom in on the different types of things that you had and when you saw the hallmarks like a Watchman, and you saw a lot of the different type of anime, I was like, oh, you can see those kind of influences in your work. Yeah, no doubt. 
everyone at home, Metamorris 3, March 29th. Of course, you will have to get the live stream because it's already sold out. Zach Maxwell is fighting Sean Roberts, 20 minutes, submission only. Zach, we really appreciate you stopping by the podcast, and we cannot tell you how excited we are to see you fight on the 29th. Yeah, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Maxwell. Raph, it's time for shout-outs. While this podcast has been great and action-packed in all things Metamorris slash the Carpers, it is time to send this thing on home. You ready? How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah? Great. Yeah. Fun today. A lot of jujitsu talk. Mm-hmm. Um, always good to have, you know, the Carpers. <laughs> <laughs> always good when have you hosted them before kevin this was the first time but i assume it's always been good mm. they were a delight and it's time for our end of the show ritual shout outs would you like to start us off rafis Barza? sure let's start with valley martial arts center the Back. put it away nobody likes that thing Stop it. Uh, Valley Martial Arts Center, the place I train. It has been going very well. Very cool stuff that we're working on. As always, our thanks to John Evans, Marcella DePauli, who is awesome. And uh, just the fight team. And a special note out to Eric Medina. If you guys haven't seen the video that we did, uh, we just put up the video of uh, me talking with Eric after he won gold at Five Grappling in the Blue Belt Division. And dude's Really, really funny in that interview, so I, I can't suggest you guys to go check that out enough. And uh, shout out to the world. Nice. That's all I got for this week, I think. Well, BJJ MMA Academy out there in Chantilly, tons of fun. We've got a seminar coming up where there are going to be a few more black belts hanging around. More to come, as I will have to say about that. But it'll be fun because the guys from No Concept Jiu-Jitsu out in Maryland will also be present, and they are always a ton of fun, tough guys. It'll be a fun day. And uh, later, I think we're going to be watching the fights, the um, Asterix UFC 170-whatever with Condit. You know, that'll be fun. <laughs> 170. Uh, <laughs> Doug played a game where we said... <laughs> what UFC number it was, and you don't remember it? I mostly remember. It was UFC 171? No, it's got to be 172. Who can keep track, Raph, when it all comes down to it? Because people who are probably out there trying to train. It's 171. (laughs) Maybe. I should have written that part down. I've got my bets and my odds. BJJ Finder, the world's premier jiu-jitsu locator. Don't forget to check it out. If you're looking for a gym to train, you just plug in your zip code. You can find their app on iTunes. It's right there. I've been using our friends from BJJ Training Journal a ton as well. Love that app. Please check it out. That is going to do it for me. But, of course, Raf and I would like to thank Zach so much for coming on. Samir, of course, Marshall and Karis. You guys, ugh. 
Well, the last two not as fun as the first two, but either Come way, on, everybody we'll get great. The, yeah, okay, yeah, they were they were also pretty Don't good. Give them That's shit just because gonna... you're your opponent. Respect your opponent. Do it for us here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good. Evening.